Well, greetings, friends, and welcome to the Gospel Underground Podcast. This is episode number five, Show Some Love. We are broadcasting live, well, live for us, or for me today, uh, from the Power of Change headquarters here in Blacksburg, Virginia. I'm your host, Reed Monahan, and I'm here today without my co-host, Jesse Fury. A little sad, a little sad, but not too sad, because I'm going to get to talk about Jesse today. I'll share a little bit uh, what I mean by that in a minute when I say all sorts of nasty, actually, say all sorts of nice things about my brother, Jesse Fury. Well, today I'm going to be talking about pastors. Why? Well, <laughs> I've been one. I work with currently assessing, coaching, training, and supporting church planners and pastors. With my work in Power of Change, I work alongside pastors many times. I serve them, their families, uh, and I do my best to be a deep blessing and encouragement to their ministry, their work they're doing in their local church. And by God's grace, I hope to be an encouragement to church planters and pastors. I also have pastors. Uh, who give care to my own life, spiritual growth, and well-being. Uh, and my co-host here on the Gospel Underground, as I mentioned, Jesse Fury, takes us to church often, is uh, a local church elder and pastor. What Before we uh, get into uh, talking about what it might mean this month, October is Pastor Appreciation Month, to appreciate these uh, guys who serve in shepherding and pastoral roles in the local church, it's time for a little review-ish. We talk books and tech and movies and things, but don't care enough to write anything. It's not a review, we're not that into it, so sit right down, it's time for Review-ish. Well, today, uh, in our review segment, uh, that was my uh, almost 14-year-older uh, daughter, Kyleen, who sang that little ditty for us. We were goofing off here in the shed quarters with microphones and uh, making up ridiculous uh, reviewish songs, and Kyleen recorded that, and she sounded a little less doofus-ish, uh, is that a word? Uh, she sounded less goofy than I did singing that, so there you go. We may uh, get a professional jingle done someday here on the Underground, but until then, thank you, Kyleen. Today in our reviewish segment, uh, we are going book reviewish, and in a broad way, I just want to recommend uh, some reading for you. And in this case, I want to recommend the works of a lady named Candace Millard. Candace Millard, she writes um, history, history books that, that are just, they read like novels. And over the years, I've enjoyed this kind of works, the works of Roger Crowley. He, he talks about the Mediterranean world with, you know, the Venetian powers and the Ottoman Empire, Habsburgs, all the wars that took place in the Middle Ages. I've certainly enjoyed the um, uh, narrative history of America by David McCullough, uh, the spy, uh, spy books by Ben McIntyre. Check those out. Those are awesome. As well as the historical uh, intrigue uh, books, works by Eric Larson. They've been thrilling. But over the last few years, I've grown to really, really love the works of this uh, author, Candace Millard. The first book I read was called Destiny of the Republic. It's a, it's a look at the assassination and medical treatment, actually. The medical treatment was even more interesting, of President James A. Garfield. And so this time in history was interesting to me. It was before kind of antiseptic uh, medicine, so we didn't know really what caused uh, infection. So 
president gets shot, can't find the bullet, you just stick your fingers in there, right? No iodine, no uh, gloves, you just go for it. And uh, he, and the president eventually died from a massive, basically, I don't want to get too gross, but pus cavity that formed, like big as a watermelon in his body. And so the, the book also featured uh, the work of Alexander Graham Bell of telephone uh, fame uh, and how he tried to create certain technologies to try to find that bullet, so to speak. And so that was my first exposure to Mrs. Uh, Millard's work. Uh, and since then, I've read two other works by her, one called The River of Doubt uh, that chronicled Theodore Roosevelt's journey in the Amazon basin after he was president. Crazy. Uh, and then also, uh, most recently, a book called Hero of the Empire uh, that focuses on the Boer War in South Africa and the early days of one Winston Churchill, who obviously became uh, very big and very important on the world scene during his leadership of the British Empire in World War II. So that's it. Review us today. Candace Millar, check her out. I'll put a link in the show notes to a blog entry where you can click those. I get no uh, portion of anything for these recommendations. They are purely for the love. All right, our main topic today, uh, October is Pastor Appreciation Month. Some of you know this, some of you don't. Uh, some of you aren't part of a church, so this is like, what is he talking about? Uh, but there are many things uh, about being a pastor that I wanted to share uh, to begin today that are positive, right? Uh, and then there are many things about being a pastor that are difficult. And mind you, I spent a dozen years of my life uh, pastoring in a local church setting. Some positives real quick for pastoring. You get to see very wonderful, beautiful things of life. Really the best uh, passages of life and situations that you'll be a part of as a pastor. You'll see babies born, right, in hospital. Maybe not literally. Maybe some Maybe some are there that early. I usually get there after the baby's born. Um, you see babies dedicated to the Lord in a church setting. Weddings, you perform some weddings. Uh, lots of electric slide, Cupid, uh, Cupid shuffle, uh, cha-cha now, y'all. Um, you go to a lot of wedding receptions. Wonderful, beautiful days uh, where rejoicing is deep uh, and people are passing through these wonderful transitions that mark our lives. Uh, in a ministry sense, you get to see people come to faith in Jesus, right? Become forgiven of their sins, begin a new life and a new journey with God. Uh, the lights come on. It's really a wonderful thing. Baptisms, amazing. You also get to see people work through deep difficulties, you know, some marital issues perhaps, uh, and find freedom, right, in Jesus uh, from the things that darken and cloud our lives. There are many, many po positive things related to being a pastor, but man, there is some difficult, difficult stuff. You you get treated differently at times. Uh, I'll refer to another podcast here later uh, that, that talks about this, of how when you walk in the room as a pastor, uh, it's just a little different. Let's say that. Uh, people always clean up their language in the locker room, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, sometimes people judge you, right? Many times not knowing what's really going on or having all information about a circumstance. They might judge you and say nice things about you on Facebook. That happens. Um, you also get to see the worst things uh, in the human experience. People really doing destructive things to their own lives, to their marriages, to their children's. Uh, you see addictions to substances, to, to, to immorality. You see all sorts of things as a pastor. And then there's the kind of intramural glories of church infighting. Uh, and I can tell you, man, I've been treated ways uh, internally in a church that made me to never want to be a pastor again. I'm not saying I won't, uh, but there is just that side of things. And so now, now in my work today, uh, as I mentioned, I'm not a pastor of a church in a traditional sense of the word, uh, but we are members, covenant members of a local church family, namely Valley Bible Church of Radford, Virginia. It was a church plant, has a plurality, that means more than one, of 
elders, pastors, not just led by one uh, kind of pastor potentate king. Uh, we think that's very good. A biblically-based church uh, wanting to love its community here in the New River Valley. So today I want to appreciate pastors in kind of a general sense, but also appreciate some in a very specific uh, sense, because we're new members, been here a little over a year, uh, of Valley Bible Church, and I just want to thank God for how we've been treated by our pastors. I'll never forget, I was out on a road, I think doing a uh, parenting conference up in Washington, D.C., and I was taking my rental car back uh, last fall, and I got a call uh, from Brett Johnson, one of our pastors, and I answered the phone, and I kind of kind of went uh, Jersey, I guess, a little bit on him, a little Northeast cultural feel probably. I said, hey, Brett, what do you want? And uh, Brett kind of got quiet for a second. He goes, well, I don't want anything. And I was like, wait a second. Here's a guy calling me. doesn't want nothing. Uh, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you see people calling me usually to want something because I just wanted to see how you were doing. And I was like, hallelujah. What is this? I was super thankful, really, to, to see a brother just call to see how I was doing, traveling on the road, uh, checking in on my life. And really, uh, the word pastor in the New Testament comes from the Greek word for shepherd, uh, looking after folk. And so Brett was just calling to see what was up. And then, of course, my uh, co-host here on the Gospel Underground, Jesse Fury. Um, I love his last name. I, I do that too often. My kids get on me for that. But uh, Jesse's just been a friend to me as well in the past year. And obviously, when we both shared our mutual desires for uh, getting into this medium called podcasting, we kind of ran around the room and we're excited. Uh, but when I entered uh, Valley Bible Church, first day we visited, Jesse kind of knew who I was from uh, when I served with Athletes in Action at Virginia. Virginia Tech. He was on staff with uh, Campus Crusade, now known as Crew Global at Radford University, and kind of knew our, our circles had overlapped a little bit. And so, but the funny thing was, he was taking a class in ecclesiology and reading a textbook the, the day we visited the church. And that afternoon, I guess he read a footnote that had my name in it. And so he was giving me a hard time in a good way about that. Uh, but what I appreciate about Valley is that they've been wonderful to our family, allowing us to connect slowly to the local church um, without being nervous. Uh, you you know, about my history, my past in ministry. Um, and so they just really accepted me as a human being first, uh, a minister second, and then certainly um, a growing partnership in the gospel together with my pastors. I certainly appreciate those guys. I want to say that publicly. Uh, thanks for the way you've welcomed our family uh, to this area or back to this area where my two daughters were born, New River Valley. We're loving it here and grateful for it. And so pastors live that unique life. I mentioned uh, uh, a conversation where some brothers talk about the, the unique way pastors are seen. So I want to reference that. It's a podcast out of Coram Deo Church in Omaha, Nebraska, called The Wednesday Conversation. And my friends Mike Kresnick, Bob Thune, Dusty White, Chris Himmelman, I'll put this in the show notes, the link to this, so you can listen to that. Just their experience as current local church pastors, how uh, they are treated for really mostly good, but also the, the kind of weird uh, situations sometimes pastors walk in. But the most important thing uh, that came out of that conversation, and then even out of my 12 years of pastoral experience that I want to share as clear as I can today uh, with all you people out there on the gospel, underground, undergrounders, I think I'm going to call you guys undergrounders. It's better than undies, right? Can't call you that. I want you to show some love to pastors and maybe even give today some practical ideas uh, for doing so. 
Now, a lot of this comes right out of an article that I wrote in the past year for Acts 29 Church Planning Network that I serve called Shaping Cultures for Ministerial Health in a Church Plant. I'll put the link in the show notes to that blog so you can read that, particularly if you're an elder of a local church. I think there's a lot of things uh, that will help you encourage your your vocational or ministerial pastors uh, in that article. But uh, the ideas here I just wanted to share are practical, uh, simple, uh, and able to be uh, lived out in a local church to bring encouragement and show some love uh, to people who are serving in pastors. Now, look, there is a right fear of stroking the ego of a pompous, arrogant pastor, right? I'm not talking about that. There is a celebrity culture out there uh, in them woods, right, We're make, which makes mere uh, men and women— um, and their gifts to uh, ministry kind of like put up on this pedestal uh, of ridiculousness. Now, I'm not talking about that. There, there, is, um, there should be a pause about making a, an unassailable monster, right? Uh, a pastor who can do no wrong because everybody kind of worships the person. I'm not talking about that. If, if that's the case, right, uh, by all means, address that noise. Deal with that. But yet we don't want to withhold love uh, appreciation, blessing, encouragement from a pastor because of those fears, right? That, oh, he's going to get a big head if we love him. That's crazy, right? A pastor, right, we want to respect, honor, and love uh, simply for the service they give. And so now there's many ways you can do this, right? But I, I want to say knowing your pastor, knowing uh, his heart and what actually blesses him will go a long way to keep him encouraged. It might be money, right? You know, give him a bonus, uh, give him some, uh, you know, a night out with his family, those kind of things. It might be that. But knowing uh, things that your pastor and his family enjoy and love will help you be specific uh, in the ways that you uh, bless them, both in small ways and in maybe uh, significant larger ways. Here's a few examples from my time pastoring over the years. One of our elders used to drop me text messages uh, of encouragement after a tough meeting. He'd just send me a text, hey man, be encouraged. God is at work. That kind of stuff lifts the spirit after hard meetings. One of one of our uh, one of our members, shout out to uh, uh, Cooper and Andrea Ford, gave us a gift certificate one time to a nicer restaurant. You know, one of those restaurants we wouldn't go and spend a hundred bucks at uh, when we were on vacation. Right? Uh, we had members of our church help us with our with our kids so that Casey and I could get out on a date. Uh, this is really important if you live really if if your pastor and his family live really far away from family, that can happen, right? Um, give a little extra cash for a vacation. Uh, my wife's boss in New Jersey, uh, Bobby Von Toon. Shout out to Von Toon Farms. Awesome. If you're looking to go visit the farm with the kids, man, check it out. Central New Jersey, Von Toon Farms. Uh, my, Bobby gave us some extra funds because he knew we were going on vacation. It was really, really kind and encouraged encouraging to him. But the most important thing, though, is to ask your pastor what actually blesses him. It may surprise you. It may not simply be getting a raise. It might be some things that go much further than a dollar can go. Uh, a few more uh, that I've been blessed with in the past. One of our members, shout out to Joe Kerr, uh, cut my grass for me one summer with my jacked up, dilapidated, uh, toe up from the floor. <laughs> up lawnmower. I had this weed eater lawnmower for years. It was just terrible. You know, it's the cheapest ones. I bought it and it was just a bit crap and didn't work well. Well, when I I got home, I had this amazing, like every time you pull it once, Honda 
lawnmower that would start on a, on an instant. And, and my, my friend had just bought it for me um, because he realized I had a, a really, really bad lawnmower. That blessed me beyond measure. Um, one, of, one of my elders at Jacob's Well in the past wrote me into uh, being a fan of soccer, uh, like we call the football in our house, uh, particularly English soccer. And he bought me one of those overpriced Adidas soccer kits. I used to call those jerseys. They're not jerseys. They're kids. I loved that. That was a blessing. Another one of our, our leaders, you know, gave me Office 365 uh, for free, uh, you know, for a year. Man, I, I tell you what, you know, Mac people don't be hating. Uh, Office 365 is great on iOS, on Macs, on PCs. And that was really, really a blessing for me. And then one of our my friends uh, that worked on a facility issue with me for years, a uh, project there in New Jersey, gave me a couple of red screws that were used to attach a new roof on the building we had purchased. And man, I love those red screws because they don't represent simply uh, a thing, but they represent a relationship, a time in history where we had worked hard together, and they reminded us both of God's grace to our church. All these things are in that article. Uh, shaping a culture of ministerial health. I'll put it here in the show notes. You can click over and read that, particularly if you're an elder of a local church. I think there's some helpful things there for you to learn how to encourage your pastor. So action points. What do you do? Just do something, man. If you heard this, if you heard my voice today, hear all the way from the POC headquarters, do something kind and generous towards a minister in your life this month. It's mid-October. You've got half a month to get it done. Uh, Gift cards to restaurants, night out, free babysitting for a date, uh, maybe something for their vacation, whatever it might be. Um, Maybe it's tickets to that uh, football game that you might have because you have access to such things. Be creative, be prayerful, uh, but be on point and get it done. All right, this is a short episode of The Gospel Underground. We will be back uh, in the next coming weeks. Actually, we have two podcasts planned and coming up. One will be uh, next week, Lord willing, we'll produce and get in here, me and Jesse together on Take a Knee to discuss the ever-evolving uh, tension surrounding NFL uh, protests, um, certainly uh, pr- police brutality, uh, equal and just treatment of peoples in America Uh, And then what in the world is that evolving into? So we want to be helpful to that conversation, Uh, not uh, not acerbic uh, and certainly not just provoking more crazy. But how do we uh, create love, grace, understanding and conversation about issues that really matter and not divert and distract from true issues of justice? While we support, maybe if you do like the NFL, I don't watch it as much anymore because I watch uh, English uh, Premier League football. But if you like the NFL, how do we move forward? That's coming next week. And then in two weeks, we'll have uh, uh, Wireless Mike. Mike Buer, our friend who's an electrical engineer, wireless technologist here at Virginia Tech, is going to jump on with us. And we're going to interview him about the future of technology and the things that we'll be facing ethically in terms of what it means to be human and the beauty and glory of you using technology, uh, because obviously he's in the industry. I like to plug it in, throw it around, and do it as well. So 
That's what's upcoming. Thanks for joining us today. And always, as always, thanks to Sugar and the High Lows for allowing us to license the song. See it for yourself to use as our theme song. The Gospel Underground is a joint production of Power of Change and the Bonhoeffer House. Send your comments, feedback, questions that you might have and you might want us to take up here on the Underground to info at gospelunderground.org. Do hit us up. We'd like to hear your thoughts. We are a dialogue taking place in the borderlands between the church and culture. And we hope to see you there. Peace. Thanks, Kylie, for a review-ish. Holla. <laughs>